Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, most excellent human being, starseed, star child, alien, indigo, whatever you might refer to yourself as, straight up regular human being. Um... Welcome to the show. We have a mind blower for you today because we have the man, former ex-FBI agent John D'Souza back on the podcast. He is essentially the real life Fox Mulder. And uh, in this episode, we've entitled it The Truth About the Atacama Alien. Am I saying that? Atacama. A-T-A-C-A-M-A. John pronounces it in the podcast um, better than that. It's like Atacama Alien. ETs and non-human existence. Uh, so John, like I said, is an official former FBI investigator for many years, and he had to investigate all the weird stuff to see if it were true or not, to see if he had to send people in, in jail or something paranormal was happening. Uh, so he is not your average uh, cowboy. And in this one, I invite you to watch it online because he has slides. And so we talk about um, Atacama. Uh, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but we, we'll, we'll figure it out when John says it. Uh, disinformation, uh, Native American histories, aliens, Gaia TV, um, how to do research, the work of Dr. Stephen Greer, now, realizing we are controlled and in slavery, that's a bit of a bummer. Um, but once you know it, then you can unmess yourself up. You can, it's kind of like the matrix. Some rules can be bent and some of them can be broken. So when you understand what's suppressing you and when things aren't serving you, like for example, if you um, drink only Pepsi every single day and only eat KFC, um, that might be the choice that we have as, as a standard for society, for example. If we only could do that, then someone's like, hey, well, I Actually, you could eat a balanced diet and uh, get a lot more exercise um, and you'd be a lot healthier. So that's kind of what it's like for the mind and for the way you live. Um, I don't know if that analogy landed, but it was my my shot at it. Um, how we can change the world, ending and transcending politics. So this is an excellent episode. I put it into two parts. I hope that you're going to enjoy it. If you like it, please support the podcast by sharing. If you like the podcast and you want to support it, the best thing you can do is an act of kindness. One act of kindness today. Don't tell anybody go out of your way to do it and don't expect anything just uh let somebody in a traffic hold the door open get someone's name that counts listen to someone um and what would be even better is three acts of kindness a day going out of your way to me that is a spiritual master that is an embodied living spiritual master no books no meditation nothing necessary so if you like the show and want to support it please do that that's the best way um you could also support me on patreon and take an action so thank you so much for those of you guys who are doing that um nate latour hooked it up thank you so much brother i really appreciate that if you go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair um you can support the show financially even if it's chipping a buck in the bucket uh it helps massively so i really appreciate that 
Also, those of you who have been leaving reviews, please leave a review because it inspires other people to listen to the show. So if you're enjoying the content, leave me a review, pretty please. And this one is from Jay Eslow, um, 78 from Canada, and it says, Awesome podcast, a new must-listen for me. Recently discovered Matt's podcast and website. All I can say is I highly recommend it to anyone at any level of going down the rabbit hole from deep, deep down to kind of peeking over the edge in curiosity. So yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate and I really appreciate you um, you know, doing that. And uh, I want to thank my sponsor, David Lombear Senapass, who is just a sponsor that I say is my sponsor. He's a Native American elder of the Mi'kmaq and uh, is working on some incredible stuff. I've been spending the summer with him. So check out Lone Bear's Arts. Uh, we're trying to put up a different website, but we need some help to do that. And we, we might have had somebody um, that's helping us, but we're, we're want to share more of these ancient technologies that he had that are like literally advanced science and mathematics and physics. It's not primitive stuff. It's pretty mind-blowing. Uh, he invented the world's strongest three-pole magnet. Magnets are only supposed to have two poles. Um, so it's all very extraordinary stuff. We could use some help. So if you know any uh, benevolent investors, you know uh, any uh, web people or graphic design or anybody that is connected and can get them to speak, we're looking at going to the UK, Australia. Um, we, we were in Sedona with the Zuni elder Clifford Mahuti, and he wants to share these ancient teachings for the first time to the non-natives. So it is a pretty big deal, um, and we could definitely use some support and help. Um, I also want to thank Sync Tuition, which is 3D binaural beat gamma wave brainwave entrainment. They're really excellent. Um, I use them all the time when I'm traveling. And if you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves, you'll get three free tracks um, that basically uh, entrain your brain to get into a gamma wave state. Uh, so it makes meditation real quick and real easy. Um, also check out Zen Athlete if you haven't yet. Um, get it for any athlete, any youth athlete. It's an easy read. Um, they will become a better athlete, but they will become a better person. And and if you read this from a business perspective, music, it doesn't matter. You just change Zen Athlete to Zen Life and you apply those principles. It is basically the premium in peak performance, consciousness, Zen, personal development, and all that kind of stuff. I just disguised it in sports. So check out the book, share it around, gift it to somebody. Um, and if you want an ebook copy, you can always send me an email if you can't afford it and I'll happily gift one to you. So I think that's it. Oh, other than uh, coaching, for those of you guys who want to coach and you want to go deeper down the rabbit hole and you're really serious about leveling up, about designing and curating a life that you're proud of that comes from your heart and giving you the mental tools, the peak performance strategies, even the marketing, um, it's more of a process and a direction. It's not this is the thing and then it's all done. It's how you navigate the process and you know that you're in alignment. And so it comes with all the stuff in peak performance, consciousness, personal development, Zen, um, all of that kind of stuff, um, but really heart-centered so you know you go and you navigate from a feeling of completion of self-worth of fulfillment overcoming all those uh, limiting blocks um, being able to formulate a vision even from scratch so if you're looking to do something like that go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and i am happy to help you out and finally uh, sign up for the email list and you can get a free lucid dreaming if you just go forward slash lucid dreaming and get a free ebook and guided meditation for that so that's it. Talking too much. Um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on this episode. So before we get into it, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, you can just stop and take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the thoughts and all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and just imagine a powerful golden platinum crystal light coming down from the universe and pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. 
just connecting you to spirit, nature, and your divinity, and see the energy from the earth coming up through your feet, connecting you to the earth as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, realizing that you are connected to the earth and you are also connected to spirit. Taking one more deep breath in through the nose, holding that breath and just really magnifying this feeling of connection with your divinity, with the earth, feeling grateful for one thing right now, just the one thing that you're grateful for. And I'm sending you all of my love, my energy, support, encouragement, well wishes, enthusiasm, inspiration uh, for you to remember that you are whole, perfect, harmonious, amazing, awesome, just as you are, and that you can do anything that you want in this life, that you are a powerful, multidimensional being. And uh, I love and support you. So I hope that you are doing well. Thank you so much. This is part one with the X-Man, John D'Souza. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind, Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest was an FBI special agent investigator for over 20 years and collector of the real life X-Files. Today, he is revealing these stories as a leading researcher and writer on the paranormal. He was an attorney and investigator who maintained a top secret security clearance for many years. This background infused him with an ability to decipher mysteries that are beyond conventional abilities. Commonly referred to as the X-Man, he is now releasing these true stories and changing the face of the paranormal and our understanding of reality. Welcome back to the show, my friend, John D'Souza. All right. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be on here with you. Once again, it's a lot of fun and so happy to be with here with you. Talk about these topics that matter so very, very much. Yeah, it's so great to, to see you. I know we've been kind of like watching each other from afar and, and seeing, I've been seeing all the good work that you're doing. And in this field that we're in around, let's say, disclosure, um, consciousness, misinformation, there's so much going on out there and I, I'll go in and I'll do my research and I'll try to figure it out, but it, it, it's so much. So it's, it's great to have you on the show for somebody who's doing this and you did it as a living in the highest possible form. So you're able to kind of decipher these things. And I know that you've been working on a lot. So um, I just want to thank you for your work. And um, I guess you can give a little bit about your background if, if you want and then just dive in wherever you want to go, because I know there's a lot that we can talk about. Yeah, I, you know, as people may know, I was an investigator in the FBI for, for over 25 years, actually. And I was a special agent in the FBI for 25 years. And the thing that's about, the thing that's interesting about consciousness and paranormal s studies and things of that sort is that it's a continuation of these systems that I've seen in, uh, when I was in law enforcement which is the systems that are designed to often keep you from the truth, the real truth of what's really going on. And that's one of the differences between invest, uh, researchers and an investigator. Investigators are accustomed to being involved in systems where everything is trying to herd you in the wrong direction towards the wrong information and trying to keep you from getting to the truth of things. And that's something that investigators are accustomed to and that we're used to contending with. And that's why I really see that, uh, that an investigative attitude is really needed in consciousness studies and, and paranormal because 
what what happens is that the elite powers in control who are these uh, these uh, central banking dynasties these the uh, there's lots of other names for them that I don't like to say because it can get you get you demonetized uh, on on uh, YouTube or some or things like that but they basically they have a tremendous interest in controlling the paranormal ufology uh, even consciousness studies they have a great interest in that and the reason is because they from their level they know all this stuff is real they know it's real and they also know that all of these topics could affect a very dangerous awakening in their property in the mainstream population that religion will never do that politics will never economics will never ever do and so for that reason these areas are incredibly important to them and that's why they're always pumping resources into these areas to try to take to keep control of these areas and keep people from getting to the truth in these areas that's so so important to them right yeah you know and and i totally agree with that when when i started looking into all this back in the day it was realizing first and foremost that the mainstream and much of the media and what I learned uh, was not telling me the truth. And I, I, that was shocking. I was like, whoa, wait, why would somebody lie to me? Um, and then when we're looking at these things like um, disclosure and you go to contact in the desert and you go to all these different things and you're lost in this rabbit hole and you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Um, and you've experienced a lot of this stuff firsthand. You know, you wrote a, a book, uh, the para investigator sharing some of the stories, the extra dimensionals, clear hearers and you have one that i'm curious about uh christ-based transcendence um i'm curious about that so i know you have a powerpoint as well so where do you want to dive into this discussion oh well you know um for my books i always ask people to just go to amazon and just put in john d'souza and uh they can read the first 50 pages of especially the extra dimensionals the extra dimensionals uh, and that's something that uh, is important as far as about alien visitors, who they are, who they really are, and, and what they really want from us, and what is their intent, what is their what is their agenda, and that's all. That's the stuff that I cover uh, in my book, The Extra Dimensionals. Uh, but aside from that, I'd like to go into into the uh, PowerPoint that I sent to you to show people what my what I've been working on, which is the basically the one of the greatest one of the greatest the greatest fraud I have seen uh, in this century perpetrated uh, by by large segments of society against against us against all of us uh, to to uh, gaslight us into believing that our reality isn't what's real and uh, their version of reality is what's real uh, and strangely enough. Uh, this presentation is called uh, it's called Real Disclosure Continue, uh, but it really is not necessarily about alien visitors. It is it is about these these mummies these mummies that have been recovered all over the earth that are and and the mainstream media likes to call them alien alien mummies. They like to put that label on it. Uh, so that it's easier to debunk later on, but that's 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 one of their methods that they use. Uh, but no one's saying these things are aliens. What we're saying is that they're 
they're non-human species. They're non-human species that don't fit in to the current paradigm. So for that reason is why we see the greatest fraud committed uh, that I have seen this century. And that's what it is. It's, it's a fraud by scientific mainstream. And that's what, that's what it's about. If you go to the next, to the next slide. Yeah. And do you want to oh. just explain real quickly what gaslighting is? Cause I don't know if everybody's going to know what that is. Gaslighting is a, it's an insidious method that is used. Can you forward that to like the halfway to like a quarter? The video? Oh yeah. What is this? Oh, I'm trying to. I can go back to this one. Yeah. Oh no, that's not okay. Don't no, skip skip past this video because that's that wasn't supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Go back, go back one. Yeah, okay. Now, this is about this the first uh, the first mummy uh, that I'm talking about, which is a humanoid mummy. That's that's how that's the best way to describe it. This is the uh, the Atacama the Atacama humanoid mummy, which is six inches large, six inches tall. It's very tiny. Uh, and it was brought forward in 2012 by Dr. Greer, Stephen Greer, uh, who's, a, who's a medical doctor. And he brought this forward from Northern Chile, where it was found in the, uh, in the Atacama Desert in Northern Chile. And this thing is, it's, it has features that shows that it is not human. It has a different number of plates in the, uh, in the skull. It has a different number of ribs from what a human would have. And also, we can see that it's, if you go forward now, if you go forward now one, you'll see that it's not a fetus. It has thick bones. Uh, you, can, you can go forward again. It's continued x-rays. You can see that uh, it's, it has weight-bearing bone, dense bones. It's not a fetus. It's not a, it's not a human fetus because, or any kind of fetus because it has dense bones and all of the joints are fused and the skull is completely fused. And the estimates <clears throat> that were done by every scientist that examined this thing was that it was six to eight years old at the time of death six to eight years at least uh, old. That's, that's how old it was at the time of death. And it, uh, you know, it carbon dated back like 60 years, something like that. 60 years ago when this thing died. Uh, and you can keep going forward on that. Yeah, more of the, of the same thing, showing weight-bearing bones. And then here's the skull that's completely fused because it's not a fetus. It's obviously not a fetus. It has, it's six to eight years old. Despite and it's despite its tiny small size, and if you go forward again, uh, it'll show. This is a, a quote from Stanford Science Department, uh, because Dr. Greer made a huge mistake and he handed this thing over to his friend, a friend of his, uh, Stanford Science Department PhD in charge, Gary P. Nolan. And Gary P. Nolan, this is his first quote: "There is absolutely no doubt." The specimen is an actual organism, that it's not a hoax of any kind. In other words, you can see it's a real thing. It's a real uh, organism. It's not put together like there have, been, there have been some fakes in the past that were put together by, uh, what do you call those guys who work, um, taxidermists, by taxidermists who took parts of insects and parts of animals 
and put them together. And that's happened before. We had that, that happened with the uh, alien fairy uh, that came out in Mexico uh, a while back. Uh, but this thing, you can tell from the x-rays, you can tell from everything else, it was a true non-human species. Also, if you go forward one, the, uh, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> that's, yeah, it has also, it has the eye sockets that we call the gray eye sockets that are the big giant eyes that wrap around all the way. Those are not human. Those are not human eye sockets. Uh, and yeah, that's, that looks nasty. And this thing, it's just, it's not, it's not human. Also in the preliminary genetic testing, which everybody could do, everybody can, uh, can, uh, can do with the basic equipment that's for genetic testing. All the genetic testing preliminary uh, showed that this thing didn't have any mutations. In other words, if you're, if you're a, a human and you have markers for mutation, if, you're, if dwarfism or being really small, abnormally small, uh, you have, there's genetic, there's places on the chromosomes they can check real quick that will tell you this thing is a dwarf. This thing has certain, has certain uh, markers for uh, mutation. This thing had none of those markers. The preliminary testing showed that. If you go forward one on this, that's just another of the same, of the same thing. And go forward again. Oh, yeah. And this is the actual uh, PhD. Are you able to activate that video and play it? No volume on it. Hmm. Well, it doesn't matter because I can tell you what he's saying. He's saying uh, it's, this is not a fetus. Uh, we were shocked. The entire science department is shocked that this thing is obviously not a fetus, that is not a human fetus, that it has none of the markers for mutation. Uh, so that it's so, and basically, that's just another way of saying that it is obviously a non human species. Uh, I see you're muted. Maybe that's why. Man, oh, it oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't. I wonder if that makes a difference here. Let's try again. Yeah. Can you hear it this time? No. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I hear it, but it's very low. Hmm. Yeah. That's all he's saying is, and, he, and the thing is, <clears throat> this video, is, this is on video forever, uh, that the head of Stanford Science Department told the truth, and he said, this is definitely not a human fetus. This is definitely uh, something that was six to eight years old when it died, uh, and it is definitely a non-human species. See, that's the goal line that they're trying to keep us from getting across. They don't want us to discover that there are non-human species on the earth right now that don't fit into their scientific uh, uh, paradigm. They don't want that. If this had been like a missing link, a missing link like between ape and human, uh, they would have 
they would have right away they would have admitted that that was something non-human and they would have said oh this is great it shows the evolution of man between man and ape and things like that and that would have been a party they would have had a big old party but because this is something that looks well it just it looks alien uh, because of that and because it doesn't fit into their their materialist paradigm uh, what they believe in they were never they were never going to go forward with the correct conclusion on this thing and the labs are part of that that's the important thing you can go to the next slide on that Right, and you were you're going to touch on earlier before, like just 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 defining what gaslighting is. Yeah, sorry about that. It's uh, gaslighting is it's funny. It's something. It's like from a movie in the uh, in like the fifties, uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie, and it's actually something that he invented in this movie. And it was about a husband who wanted to ultimately uh, drive his wife uh, crazy and make her like kill herself or something. Uh, because he wanted to get rid of her. but uh, So what he did was he would change things in their home, and he would change things like completely in one room or in the bedroom, and then he would come home and tell her, oh, uh, you know, this was, this was all a certain way. And, you know, and so, and she would say, no, it wasn't. It wasn't it all changed. I didn't touch anything. And he said, you probably changed everything in this room but you forgot or you're not, you're not in your right mind. So one of the things that he would do is that they had uh, gas lights, lamps, gas lamps uh, in all the rooms uh, because for some reason they didn't have electric lights and they had gas lights. And so he would go up during the nighttime and he would dim all the gas lights, turn them down all the way. And then she would, she would come, she would come into this, room she would wake up in this room and she would say who dimmed all the lights i didn't do it and then he would come home and he would say oh you you must have you must have uh, uh you must have uh, done it you just don't remember you you lowered the gas lights all you dimmed them all and you just don't know it and it was designed to make her doubt not just to make a new reality for her uh, but also to make her doubt her own sanity that's why that term is very popular today when people in the alternative are describing mainstream news and mainstream information because it's designed to make you doubt that what you see with your own eyes is real make you doubt your own reality and not just that it's kind of to make drive you insane as well it's gaslighting you it's telling you that what you know to be true oh it's not true uh what we tell you is actually true and mainstream news all corporate news is basically doing that doing that to us today it's happening it's happening everywhere and that's why we need to we need to withdraw from that cast lighting system and stop uh, because here's what after um, after Gary Nolan put put this uh, in the science Stanford Science Department a lot of your viewers may remember just because this just happened in March uh, after years of the deep, deep testing on this sample that I've been showing here, uh, this, uh, this little Atacama uh, desert mummy, uh, desert humanoid mummy, uh, after the years of testing, finally they finished in March of this year. Yeah, it was this March of this year, March 23rd, I believe. And he issued this 
one, this couple of page conclusion uh, that uh, was pasted on and it, it basically just said, you know, like you're seeing here, remember this alien looking thing? It's just a human fetus after all. That's after everything he said before, after all the promises he made, uh, especially to Dr. Greer, uh, after everything that he said, that he didn't care what uh, other scientists thought, he was going to come forward with the real, the real truth on this thing. After everything that he said, this was what he put forward on, in March, on March 23rd of this year. Uh, it's just a human fetus after all. And then all that was picked up by Guardian, New York Times, CNN, Huffington Post, all the, all the normal suspects picked this up. And uh, New York Times ran the, ran the uh, story, uh, Mummy is in the Atacama is an alien? No, but the real story is uh, it's basically just a human fetus. Uh, Chicago Tribune ran the headline, uh, Chili Skeleton is a human, not alien. And Gizmodo and all the science journals, all the science magazines ran similar headlines. All, all of them carefully avoiding talking about the testing. Nobody talked about the genetic testing. They only talked about that little conclusion that, uh, that uh, Gary Nolan put out uh, after the fact. So it was, it's funny because it's, it's a fraud, but, there's, but they, the way that they do it, and this is, this is why this is a huge fraud, because we've discovered the man behind the curtain. We've discovered how scientific mainstream does this and has done this over and over again using the labs and the labs as well because the laboratories that are involved in this uh they have to be renewed their licenses have to be renewed every year and they are not going to give anybody a conclusion uh that uh that something is not human when it's going to endanger their licensing their grants their tenure at, uh, at Stanford University, they're not going to endanger themselves by giving that sort, of, that sort of conclusion. They're just not going to. And interestingly, we find out after Gary Nolan gave this conclusion that uh, he's working with the uh, To The Stars Academy, that he's working very much, very deeply with them, uh, and also that he's getting awards, awards and grants from the United States Department of Defense. Just weeks after he gave this conclusion, he received those grants which, uh, and prizes and awards from them. So that tells you who they were working for uh, when they issued this conclusion that made no sense and that had no connection to the science that they were doing. It's just, it's just a, uh, incredible that they did this incredible that they uh, that they just ignored their own science they ignored everything that they had done and all that that deep genetic nuclear testing uh, all of that if i'm pretty sure it's not all of that testing does not line up with the conclusion because if it did they would do what was requested of them which is post it on the internet post it show it show us the uh, testing that was done. And then we can see if it lines up with the conclusion that they put out, uh, because I'm pretty, I'm very certain that it does not. 
Man, well, that's super fascinating. I have, I'll try to draw some bridges from my own experience and kind of throw it back your way. Um, when we were discussing this, you said this isn't the only mummy out there. And I've, he- and I've heard you recently speak um, about a, an alien theory that I'd love for you to kind of speak on. And, and, um, and I just got back from Sedona where I did an event and, and will help to, to create an event with uh, a native elder of the Zuni, Clifford Mahuti, who you know and you've done some work with, yeah. um, who has a, an oral lineage that's 20,000 years old, uh, unbroken through dance, ceremony, song, story, teaching. And this is, and I, you know, he's telling me about some of the ceremonies there. Um, and a lot of them were in communication with um, these sky people, right? And it, you have uh, petroglyphs all over the place. If you look at indigenous tribes around the world, and that's how I got it, there's petroglyphs and stories. So where do these stories come from? And it's nor- that's just normal for him. That's his upbringing. He's like, of course, the sky people. And he uh, spent time with uh, who I'm studying with this summer, who is a Mi'kmaq elder, David Lombert Senapas, and to listen to those two talk in private and not even what they said um, in front of people in Sedona, where it's challenging because you go to Sedona and you get an upgrade in aliens. Every, it's like the blue spheres and the Arcturians and Pleiades. And, and those two are like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Now you guys are, are glorifying this one thing that we're taught that comes from, from our history um, and to kind of embellish it. So it's really challenging to like kind of know the truth. But both of them in their stories talk about the sky people or the star people and the star nations. And one of the stories that Clifford was sharing was that in the uh, Grand Canyon, there was a time it was the second earth or the third earth and they had to retreat underground and they were very primitive and they got helped by the ant people. And so this goes to kind of like maybe because it, it, it leads into your theory that for those two people and pretty much everybody that I was in Egypt with these physicists, mathematicians, engineers that are researching these things are like, of course, there's some sort of other thing, you know, whatever you want to call it an an extra dimensional an ET, another intelligent life force for sure. That's, that's the feedback that I've gotten. That's where I'm at with it because there's just too much evidence. And so um, I'm just curious if you can kind of share your um, idea on what you think that is and why it's important for people to know why disclosure would be important because um, we get, when you start to dive in, if you're new, there's so much horse crap, right? And, yeah. and what you're describing to me is double think from 1984. There's like some truth and then they switch it and you're like, what the heck is actually going on? So it's hard to discern. So maybe you can give right. some feedback on, on how to do that. Well, f- first thing I want to tell you is that uh, at the Grand Canyon, we have in one of the remote hard to get to areas, uh, there, was, uh, there was a lot of raw data uh, reports on the ground that people explorers found some some caverns and tunnels that led into an area that had alien artifacts supposedly and the response of the authorities were basically to completely block off that section in the Grand Canyon uh, from anyone ever getting access into those tunnels into those tunnels in those caves ever again is completely blocked off if you go there today uh and it's it's hard to get to this this area it's very it's very remote but it's completely uh blocked off uh and no one is ever allowed to go in there ever again and that's why is that that's because of what we were talking about that uh they don't want 
They don't want anything that collude, that uh, contrasts with their version of reality to uh, have to answer questions about it. And so they just, they just paved the, over that entire area. It's, it's incredible. And yeah, I, I, I know some of the stuff that Mahuti and those guys uh, talk about with the sky people and so forth. Uh, I have the, uh, I have the uh, earth alien hypothesis I've been working on, uh, which, because one of the big key keys that were, that was missing for me in this investigation about about the various, let's say, alien mummies. It's just a shorthand way to refer to them. Uh, the one of the pieces I was missing is why is it so important for the elite powers in control, for the global elites, to keep a bunch of dead mummies secret? Well, you know what they really are. What? Why is that so important to them? And as I started seeing more and more of these cases all around the earth and people are sending me this information from all over the planet. Uh, apparently these, these alien, these alien mummies uh, have been found, I mean, all over, all over the earth. And they've always been treated by scientific mainstream the same exact way using the same script. And it's almost like the script is handed to them by someone, uh, even though they were the highest scientific authorities in their country. Uh, and yet somebody, you know, they always start out saying, oh, with all the preliminary testing, they always start out saying, oh, yeah, it looks like this thing is non-human. And the one you're showing right now on there is the uh, Kishtam, the Kishtam uh, alien mummy. Uh, you know, the media always names it right away, puts the alien uh, thing on there so that it's it's easier to debunk later on. Because, of course, they'll always be able to debunk it because nobody can prove if something is alien or not. We don't have the DNA samples to match up and say, okay, yeah, that one's alien. Because here's the DNA and it matches up. No, we don't, we don't have that. There is no way. So it's always easier for them to debunk it later on. Uh, but this is from Kishtam. This one is from Kishtam, Russia, uh, which is a very remote area. These things always are from remote areas, places that are desert or rocky, very rocky terrain where nobody lives, or very few, very few people live. And this one is, is uh, 12 inches tall. It's uh, 12 inches tall, and it looks very much like the Atacama, except it has that crown, that uh, crown head, uh, a skull that looks weird ridges on it. Uh, and, and it's also larger. It's 12 inches uh, tall as well. And this thing was discovered in 1993 or 1996 uh, by a group of police officers, and they brought it forward and they gave it to a, a local doctor there in Kishtam, Russia. A local doctor actually took it and performed an actual autopsy on it after it died. And uh, he performed an autopsy on it, and he actually issued a very, uh, a very s smart statement. He said, I performed an autopsy on this thing. It is a new, it is not an alien. I, am, I, am, I have found that there is no connection to it being an alien because we, we there's no way to determine that. However, it is definitely a non-human species. All of its organs were completely different from human. Uh, its features were all non-human, and it had no markers for mutation. In other words, it wasn't just some some. Uh, and it's and he said it was definitely not a fetus. It's not a fetus. It was a 
It was a living, breathing uh, creature that had been walking around, and it was actually alive just a short time, not, not even years. It was actually alive a short time before, the, before it died. In other words, there was no, you, this wasn't carbon dated back to like, you know, 60 years ago, like the Kishtim was. Uh, this thing had, was alive just, just, you know, like months, months or years, just years before the, the guy, the doctor did the autopsy on it. And this thing received the same treatment that the Kishtim uh, alien mummy received, which is that the F Russian Federation laboratories uh, took it, took it and uh, they did the uh, testing on it and they said in the preliminaries they said oh it looks like it's uh it looks like it's um non-human for sure it's definitely non-human uh but we're going to do the deep deep testing on it so then several years of deep testing uh then they issued a surprise statement at the end of that that said guess what the exact same thing that the kishtam testing uh uh said said it's a it's a human, it's just a human embryo after all. After everything we said, after all the testing showed, it's just a human embryo after all. A female human embryo, exactly like the Kishtam uh, Stanford University Department said about the Kishtam. And again, they're gaslighting us. And like I was saying before, the piece that was missing for me was, why is this so important for the elite powers in control, for the deep state, for... The, uh, for the cabal, let's say, uh, to enforce this system with these alien, these supposed alien mummies, uh, using mainstream science to gaslight all of us. What is, why is it so important? Well, as I started reviewing all the police reports and local reports, local media reports from places like Kishtam, uh, places like the Atacama Desert, uh, places like South America where the Duendes the Duendes exist, uh, places like Uke, uh, where the little folk, the little folk are a common occurrence. Uh, they, uh, what came back to me is that they don't care about a bunch of dead bodies, alien uh, mummies. What they care about is that it appears these things are alive right now in these areas and that they live beneath the ground and that according to local reporting, uh, they may live under the ground, but they do come out. Uh, they do come out certain times, like when the moon is full. Uh, when the moon is full, they come out and they scurry around. And apparently they, they all have, they appear to have some kind of abilities uh, because they're so small that predators would, would wipe them out if they didn't have some kind of abilities let's just say, to affect their surroundings. Uh, and that goes along, that's consistent with the very large craniums that they have that would give them some kind of supernatural abilities to control their surroundings some, in some limited fashion. So that was the piece. That was the piece that was missing for me. Is like, And now I have it uh, as to why it is so important for them to use corrupted science and fake science uh, on everywhere that these things are found. Uh, and the reason is because, not because of a bunch of dead bodies, uh, it's because they care about the live ones that are very possibly present right now all around the earth. Oh my God, that's the holy smokes. Well, you know, <laughs> for me and what I've just experienced this weekend and my research, I'm okay with that idea. 
Um, I've been okay with that idea for a while. And one of the things Clifford talked about and David, um, they'll refer to them as the crystal people in the ground. Um, I don't know if it would be these guys particularly, um, but both in their legends and, and the thing that they say legends, but I think that like for them, it's real stories and they're and it's like just general knowledge in the same way. If you were born um, on the ocean in a primitive time and you'd be like, there's this, whale creature and you describe the whale creature you know and then when you get a little bit more technology you dive down then all of a sudden you see jellyfish and you see all these different species but on a different part of the world you go to a different spot and maybe you go to the jungle right and that same tribe all of a sudden sees a leopard and is like oh my gosh what the heck is that and then that's not even counting all the life underneath the hedgehogs all these things that live underneath and and the ocean's deep you know i think what do they say they only know like two percent of the ocean's deep you know we have no idea what's going on and then the other thing on the mystery is the light spectrum on what we're picking up is only a small fragment of the light spectrum so why do we think that we're the only ones here and we're so advanced. That's what everyone thinks. It's like, oh, we're so, <laughs> we're so advanced. It's like, yeah. well, why are we murdering each other like crazy? Yeah. Um, our systems, obviously, when I started looking, it seemed like there was some sort of suppression. If you just follow the money, if you look <laughs> at what's going on, there's something suppressing just general humanity. Or, or we would not have famine and war in the way that we do. So something is going on. Um, and so this is just like deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. So I just kind of wanted to, to draw that bridge. And then if you also think about it too, you look at how many stars, solar system or whatever, number one, you know, space travel, if we work together for a hundred years or 200 years, you know, it could be like Star Trek. We're going to go out there. We're, we're going to explore. So the possibilities, you know, are there. And if you look at the evidence and you look at the petroglyphs and you start to do some research, you're going to find some pretty hard evidence that there could be other things here and we don't even need to call them alien if they live here it's just like other inhabitants on earth that maybe don't want us to know that they're there because maybe we're the ones that are kind of trugging around and like what are they doing now they're paving the roads and they kind of peek their heads up like hedgehogs and be like man these guys are ridiculous like they have got to stop doing that um so who knows yeah absolutely and native americans have a lot of information on this uh like the uh, crystal people that live beneath the earth. All right, guys, that wraps up part one with the X-Man, John D'Souza, the real-life Fox Mulder. He is the, re- he's the real deal. Um, his books, his stories, what he's done, how he investigates. This is some pretty big stuff. So I invite you to watch this one on YouTube because he goes through some slides um, and he talks about this, you know, ET in general, and he has a lot of other information out there. And um, I think what he's talking about disinformation and how we do research is also very important because we are in the uh, information overload and there's so much misinformation how do we navigate that so that's really amazing stuff if you like this episode please share it uh, please leave a review you can support on patreon as well mattbelair.com forward slash patreon no patreon forward slash mattbelair let's just switch that and um but the best thing that you can do is an act of kindness today if you if you like this episode and you want to say hey i want to give you something back please just do one kind act in your, in your community that's it that's really where the spiritual mastery lies is in action Uh, not meditation although i meditate not positive thinking although i try to think positively it is an actual action Um, so you've got to take the action so please just do an act of kindness today Uh, pay it forward hold the door open uh, say a kind word to somebody listen to a friend who needs it stop 
and give some money to a homeless person, whatever you got to do, go out of your way to do it and don't tell anyone. So that's the best way. And I appreciate you for doing that. For those of you guys who want some coaching, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And I'm doing heart hypnosis activations. I can do hypnosis, guided meditation, shamanic death rituals, all that kind of stuff. And these are guided, powerful experiences. But if you want to go a step deeper, we're going to explore consciousness, limiting beliefs. Um, It's really easy to figure out what they are, uh, what's holding you back. And then you clear all that out. And then we figure out what is it that you truly want. So we go through those processes of eliciting your values, what's important to you, creating and designing a life from your heart that's limitless. And then we use all the peak performance strategies and things like that to start to build that one day at a time. And now you're moving in the direction that you are making, that you are proud of, and that you have designed. So if that sounds interesting to you, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And I am happy to help you out and support you on your journey. Um, Check out zenathlete.com because it's a good book and I wrote it and there's lots of other stuff too. Definitely give it to any kids and coaches and sports organizations, yogis, all that kind of stuff. Um, and support David Lombert Santapas, the Native American elder, trying to bring forth these teachings that are over 20,000 years old to the non-natives for the first time in history. And uh, we are now working with some very amazing people. We'll be doing conferences next year, and this is just the beginning. So, you know, what he can do with a little bit of support, he's been doing, he sent balloons into space in poverty. Um, he's doing all of this in poverty, um, just barely getting by. So when he gets a little bit of uh, time and resources to do more of his science, to do more of his engineering, and he doesn't want any of this. His elders told him it has to be built into peaceful community for all people. So that means nobody can own it. Um, It has to stay within the star teachings, within that integrity of which the elders um, you know, created. So like you can't, once it's built, it's like, it's got, we have to make sure that everybody can access all of this stuff for all of humanity. Uh, so it's pretty amazing stuff and we could use some support. So if you're curious about that, I can send you a package. Just go to Matt at zenathlete.com and, uh, really appreciate you doing that. So let's just close it out here, uh, with us going into a space of peace and coherence through our own consciousness through our own free will just stop whatever you're doing and taking a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day taking in one more deep breath in through your nose and as you breathe in remember and realize you are breathing divine life force and energy easily and naturally connected to all things holding that breath and connecting to your unlimited power and letting it out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, and all the self-criticisms. Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose, and this time just really magnifying this feeling of peace and gratitude and serenity. And I'm sending you all of my love, encouragement, support, positive energy, uh, inspiration, so that you may design a life from your heart, that you remember that you're whole, beautiful, perfect, just as you are. And you have every right to be here and explore this planet full power to your maximum potential enjoy beauty love abundance peace prosperity so there we go have an amazing day and i will see you in part two with x-man john d'souza